Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. I'm all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Oh! Yes, F is for F Troop. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome this afternoon to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Josh, what's it look like, kid? A lot of stuff lined up here on the ESPN Radio program. Of course, you can get involved. Tweet at ESPN Syracuse. Text 288-0644. That is 288-0644. Or call 315-4ESPN44. That is 437-7644. Obviously, we'll talk last night's game, too. A little anniversary we will celebrate as uh, Michael Jordan played his first NBA game. 33 years ago today, but I think the biggest news probably is uh, that, of course, Daniel had his tooth on uh, worked on today. I think that's uh, I he, did. Had, he had some dental work. I did. Done. Did that make it on, on the AP wire? That is across the biggest headline. I out heard there, that right I've been I've been I've got you know fully injected. First of all, I'm petrified of the dentist. Yeah. I can't stand going there. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was actually molestation. What happened when I was under when I was a kid? But I have a definite fear. Prostate hey, the exams. show just took another turn. Prostate exams at there the dentist's office Thank are you. never Snap encouraged. Snap that glove, ladies and there gentlemen. Snap it tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's Larry? Larry's Larry already in Don't red. get Larry going. Larry is red already. Don't, don't get Larry going, Dan. Wow. Can you believe how quickly we can take Larry right we gotta, off the set? We got to keep Larry on the rim. Oh, thank you. There That's a goes. shot clock violation, my friend. <laughs> What'd they do to your tooth? What did they have to do to so, it? So here's what happened. So I got I got this. Uh, Afri- First of all, I'm a diabetic, so I'm not supposed to be eating sugar anyway. So I, I mean, I paid the price that I should have paid. So I, I had uh, uh, this African peanut brittle. It was really, really good. And I'm chewing it, and a big piece of it got wedged in my tooth. And I mean, I'm cranking away at this thing. So I've done damage to my teeth before. Uh, um, I, I have some gum disease that I got all straightened out, so it's all nice in there now. And I reach in, I'm pulling it, and I snapped literally the whole wall of my tooth Whoa. right out. And so it's in my mouth, and I'm going, that shouldn't be in um, peanut brittle, I don't think. And so I take it out, and I put it down. Okay, so the tooth is it, is screwed up. And so I went that way for two days, uh, and I went in, and I had them the, <laughs> shoot my tooth up. And I'm driving to come here, and my wife Robin is here with us. This is a special, special guest star. Oh, yeah. Where Nostra Daniel will make some very serious predictions. <laughs> I think we're going to go to golf. Oh! Yes. That'll be a first for Nostra Daniel. I look it's forward to it. It's a sport with 18 holes. Mm. And uh, um, so, so anyway, uh, I mean, I, I'm barely able to talk. My mouth is so numb. And so, go ahead, lean in. Do the impression of me. Hang on, how should I work right now? <laughs> <laughs> She was talking to the side of her mouth like, uh, who, who, yeah. who is the, is it, is it Harvey Dent? It was like Harvey Dent in the Batman movies where like half of his mouth yeah. works. Yeah. 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 You had to come out the side. Yeah. yeah. Mumbles. M- mumbles. <laughs> you seem fine though. You seem like you can get a I'm good now. I mean, I went to, I went down to uh, downtown, had a little bite to eat. I chewed up half my, the left side of my face. But, Very nice. But I'm good. I'm good with a little road rash interior. It's all good. 
Hey, let's talk about this game last night, man. Yes. I mean, you know, the great one has said that he believes that the Astros will steal. Now, they've changed the complexity of this series dramatically when you steal one on the road. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it is supposed to play out that it goes to seven games and that the home team technically should win in game seven if you if you win the home, the home field advantage game. So um, now the Astros have stolen one in L.A. and they, they venture off. Have, and, and, I mean, what a game. 11 yeah. innings, a lot more home runs, eight home runs. Some big bats happening. Is that crazy? It's crazy. I mean, every time you turn around, someone jacked one. Listen, listen, and let's straighten something out that the that the, the, the listening audience probably doesn't understand. And as we did this with Tanaka, Jerry Springer's son, George Springer, oh, wow. hits the big home run. Again, a rumor Jerry, we cannot Jerry, confirm Jerry. Jerry, did you know that that was Jerry Springer's son? I had no idea until right now, Daniel. And if you're making that claim, I must believe it. Uh, you know what? It has to be true because I said it. Springer is a very uncommon name. That is no, a- <laughs> it, re- it really is an uncommon name. Do you yeah. know his story? Who? It's Jerry Springer's. No. You don't know? People don't realize. Isn't he like a Cleveland mayor? He was like a somebody, right? He was the mayor of Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. He's an Ivy League graduate. I mean, the guy's a very, very savvy guy, and he got caught and like some big hooker scandal ooh. while he was while he was there. Uh, they said, ooh, Josh. Coming <laughs> out to you said, well, you'll take a look at Larry. Eh. Larry just got inspired again. Uh, anytime you say hooker, Larry gets excited. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Huh? It's in his, it's in his wheelhouse. It's in his, <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Definitely. That's right there. That's right, Larry. He's got it. <laughs> Score. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like He's really getting into it he's now, really, isn't he? He's really loving it. He loves this show. You've reinvented him, Daniel He's Baldwin. Blue Horseshoe. He re- Blue Horseshoe loves uh, this show. Look at him. He's Do alive. you remember where that's from? I don't know who that is. Larry? That was from uh, Gordon Gecko uh, in Wall Street. Oh, Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells him to give the guy the code when he buys. Blue Horseshoe loves Ooh. Blue Star. Yeah, baby. Blue Horseshoe loves this show. The Daniel Baldwin show, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry Springer worth $45 million. Jerry Springer gets... So here's the great thing. So the city of Cincinnati decides to give him another shot. No mm-hmm. pun intended. And and so he he gets you know extradited out and they, and they kick him out. He decides to come back and run again. They love him so much. He runs again. He wins. And then he, you know, he, he pulls his number again and... The wife left him the whole bit, and he was gone. And then he became the famous Jerry Springer on his TV show. But but who knew until this moment that George Springer was a direct descendant of the great um, Jerry Springer? I don't think anybody knew because I don't think it's accurate, but I, I'm, we're going to go no, with it. Gonna, for listen, this hour gotta, alone. we got to stir it up. we got to stir it up right here in the Daniel Baldwin show. Yes, indeed. Jerry, Jerry, I like it. He said, so, uh, Springer said, believe it or not, I was actually in a tunnel. I heard everyone start going crazy, and the ball, I heard the scream talking about uh, when uh, Altuve and Correa both homered in the game. Did you catch the beginning of the game? I watched it online, yeah. Did you watch Scully go out to the mound? Yes, I saw everybody was raving about that on social media afterwards. Well, well what was great about it was normally you just walk out there because and, and you throw the pitch. You yeah. Know? And the catcher steps out, you know, depending upon the guy's age and can he really chuck it and... So I don't think you're expect. I was when he walked out. He had a microphone. It's, it's like watching a Vegas act. He's going, mm-hmm. and here I am, and uh, who's Babe Ruth? And he's naming all these, you know, not Babe Ruth, but he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, who did he say? Gil Hodges and and all these different famous Dodgers were looking up in heaven, and they were looking down from heaven rather, and they were saying, you know, can you believe who's throwing out the pitch in this game? And so then he he takes his arm up to throw the ball, and he winces like he's in pain. He goes, I need someone to come out here and help me. I'm going to go to the bullpen. And 
get a lefty, and who walks up but Fernando Valenzuela? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that brought back such memories to me. Some of the things that that guy did, I mean, that, that, that Nando mania that went on in like 81, 82, 83, I've never seen anything equal to that before in my life in sports. Really, I never have. I've never seen a team embrace a single player and him do. I mean, think about it. He won Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young in the same year. But one thing he did that always stuck with me that maybe doesn't make the press that much was he won 21 games in his second year, and he had 20 complete games in those 21 wins. He finished, start to finish, 20 games. Can you imagine? I mean, there's usually never a pitcher anymore that completes a single game with a win ever in baseball anymore. Because it's become so finite, the responsibility of you start, you get us to six, this guy's the middle guy, this guy's the late middle guy, this guy's the closer. You know, and, and there's at least three pitchers in the equation now when you're trying to win a baseball game, and I think most managers think that way. Um, but now, no, not any, no, 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 you'll never see that happen again. 20 wins in 21-win season, with, or rather 20 complete games. I think that is just off the chain. Off the chain. He pitched his only major league no-hitter June 29th, 1990, in a 6-0 win against the Cardinals. Nando? The no, yeah. The no-hitter was notable for being the second one pitched that day. Oakland A's hit threw one earlier that day. Who threw it at Oakland? It would be right-hander Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. Two one-hitters, two no-hitters in the oh, same did day. did you see what I texted you during the game? Yeah, I. You got to know that I'm not going to know anything. Are you but, saying, you, but you told me that on air. I know. You said the big left hander. <laughs> and I'm what he's there, saying is, and uh, I'm sitting there spitting it out. Yeah, Verlander. And, and I'm going, is, wait, Verlander's a right hander. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, that. I, I like that. I don't know that much over here. I, I oh. So you Larry. need to sit up here. Do we have another headset? Um, no, we right, don't. She's but she, she's, she's right close with us. She can, you can hear us right she here. She can hear us. She can sit down. It's the Daniel sit Baldwin down. Show here on ESPN Radio. We're going to have Miss Robin sit down on this one because I think we. I need with my with my cronies here and with the people in the audience. Yeah, um, they need to hear this. So, so Robin and I did not have a TV in the bedroom for a long time. And so we decided to put this big flat screen with the arm that brings it out, and we got the cable box up there, and blah, blah, blah. So now I get this job. Yeah. And I, I have to watch some of the World Series, Syracuse games. I've got to watch some sports. And they're all happening at night. This, so. this is not going over well. We thought we'd bring it. You could be Wapner. You could be Judge Judy, Judge oh. Joshy. Judge Joshy and Larry Dickman on the panel right Larry, now. thank you. You can present your case. You can say hello to the audience, honey. Hello. Hello, Hi, everybody. We're here to talk about... Our new bedroom activities. Oh, wow. Goodness. So wow. you're telling me that you, was it your idea to not have the TV in the bedroom? I love not having a TV in the bedroom. <sighs> well, are you like a reader? Were you like, a, you like to read a book or look at a magazine or something? You are such a liar. You want to ask me questions like that. The bedroom is not for really watching TV. No, ho, 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 ho. So you did not go to the store and buy the I TV with me? I supported you in this adventure of getting a TV. It's ah. been... a Maybe not even a month that we've had the TV in the bedroom. So it's been really very new. So let's go over what really started the problem. Okay, what started mm-hmm. the problem was I was watching the Michigan-Michigan State game, and I've been watching it downstairs. <laughs> yeah. So what do you hear this? So I'm lying there, and she does. Robin has to have 
blackness in the room. She literally tapes the buttons and things that have lights, LEDs on. Oh, wow. Even little tiny things with a cable light that's the size of a pin. Gotcha. She can't have it. Right. It's blackout city. Wakes me up. Yeah, it wakes her up. So, yeah, in her mind. But anyway. Um, so, I'm very sensitive. So, so I'm, you are. You're a sensitive little flower, dude. <laughs> And we realized that. Wow. We Daniel realized. tried to tell me he was a sensitive flower once. Yeah. I'm a sensitive flower, too. You are. No, I can see you both. Yes. Have a, you have a sensitive side, Daniel. More like an azalea. Well, today, today it's a sensitive side. The yeah. sensitive side is left side of his mouth, right. You're just not going to let it go, huh? No, she's not. So, 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 so I'm watching the game, and she does the blankets over the head and the whole bit where it's blackness, and she can't hear. And, and so... The guy doesn't run out of bounds. He catches the ball. He runs. He tries to step inside a defender when he ha- the clock management was imperative. And so he, he forces himself. He easily could have got out of bounds on Michigan. He failed to do so by trying to get a couple extra yards. And I went, are you kidding me? And like I yelled really loud. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, my God. The head well, comes out. Are you yelling at the TV? I didn't say it quite like Did that. Did you just yell at the TV? <laughs> We are not going to have a TV in this room. We are not going to watch sports in this room. You are not. You're not. I had to get up and leave the room. Yeah, I had to leave the room. I had to go downstairs with the dogs and leave the room because I got. I, you know, okay. it's my job. Daniel, he has placed. He has made his case. Now, Robin. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. What time of day was this game? What, what time? What, what? Even, this was evening. Evening. You were asleep. Were you in a? Uh, I com- was. I was asleep. It was. Probably around 11 o'clock at night. Okay. No, I think we're exaggerating. The Michigan-Michigan State game was not going on at 11 o'clock at night. It was more like 9.15 at night, but go ahead. I was sleeping mm-hmm. in a deep, comfortable, restful sleep. <laughs> and Daniel You've starts, reached REM, sure. And yes. Daniel starts yes. in my blackness, mm-hmm. cozy, comfy, nobody snoring, and Daniel starts screaming at the TV. Jolts me up. Yep. Almost as bad as having a bat flying around in the bedroom. And now this was this was something you were opposed to having a TV in the room. Now now he's watching sports on the TV in the room. No 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 no. Now if the TV was being used for other things, Bravo Channel or something else. Yeah, exactly. Movies. Yeah, movies. movies, Right. Or a camera connected to it. Just doing some research here. The first kick. Oh my god. The kickoff (laughs) on the Michigan State. Yeah, Wolverines was, game was 7.30 p.m. So probably, 7.30. I don't yeah. even know who's playing at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- yeah, right. Last night I decided Hit a just, home to, run, just to... Yeah, I, every once in a while I have to chime in and become involved and pretend like I know who's playing. So but, was there an, any issue last night during this game? This the yeah. Astros... There any issue? Dodgers game. I was told I was voting for the wrong team. Rooting for the wrong team. <laughs> voting, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, no, no, here's what I get. Here's what I get. So the great one has gone out and said Astros. The this is the kind one. of company company player and team mm-hmm. player I have next to me right here. Mm-hmm. So she go, she hears me yelling for the Astros. And she goes, "Oh, good, you're taking the Astros. I'm going against you, and I'm taking the Dodgers." Okay. So what did I come back with? I said, "Great, because every team you pick loses." <laughs> so you're Real surrounded face. by lack. Of, you're really surrounded. I'm not by lack having. Of, I'm not getting the support. No, I'm saying that you're surrounded by lack of support because a she doesn't want the TV in the bedroom. B I told wait you second, Justin Verlander was a left-hander I need, yesterday. I need an attorney. Yes, Scott, <laughs> Larry, uh, please. Could you Larry, represent yeah, Robin? Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm being bombarded by two boys here on the Daniel Baldwin show and his wife Robin in studio trying to direct, uh, yeah. discuss the wow. TV in the bedroom. Over- I, want Larry, I want Larry to. Roll. I need people to write in and help me with this. Women, men. Anybody? I can ask. Anybody? We, anybody? We have a text line. 315-364-1000. Uh, can you hand me my phone? 288. I need to text in yeah, right now. 288 The question is this. Should Daniel be watching his sports in another room 
Or can he watch them in the bedroom and spend time with his lovely bride? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. let's add on to that then. Let's be accurate now. Remember, she doesn't want me to go down, so I want you in our room. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. I want you up in our room. I Pooka want show. it all. I want, I want the whole world. world. That's right, Veruca yeah. Salt. You right. got it. There it is. All right. Now you know the truth. Well, let's I'm hit, just going to unplug the TV. Let's hit a break. Yeah, Both d- of them. Daniel, personally, happy wife, happy life. I mean, come on, this house is going to go down. I realize that. But you, can, you know what? You can, you can text him but, and call him and let him know what's going on. But as I build this dynasty with you and Larry, <laughs> and I turn this into the true. biggest podcast in the country right now. That is now, true, sure. And we, we get everything going. Who, who benefits from that? Who reaps the benefit of that? The princess. The mighty princess. Wow. That, oh, that is correct. Larry said that is Larry, correct. Larry just played blah, 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 we blah. Will oh, take I like that mighty princess. A quick yeah, break. The mighty princess. Come yeah. back and read your report. How do you feel? TV in the bedroom, TV not in the bedroom. I cannot make a judgment. I will let the audience make that judgment. Perfect. It's Daniel Baldwin Show. You're listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse. Hummel's Office Plus and Dunn Tire are proud supporters of Syracuse football coverage on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Daniel Baldwin Show live on the air right now, ESPN Radio Syracuse. So, Joshi, uh, yeah. we're having this stimulating conversation. It's a bit of a debate. It's, it's, not, it's not a marital quarrel. No. Uh, this is how Robin and I like to do things. We like to put it out there amongst our friends, and now there are many friends. Many Pop- friends. I-, I hear millions are now listening to the show. If not, if not more than that. Yeah, it could be. It could be, actually. Well, There's we asked more, this. More people are listening to the show than voted for Hillary Clinton. That's they, I think he's making things up, but could, we don't know. It's very true. Jerry very Springer true. asked him. So, Question was asked yeah. as Daniel was watching was Game posed, 2. Actually. Posed, actually. Posed of the World Series last night in the bedroom. Where his bride, Robin, joining us in studio, has uh, requested there not be a television in the bedroom. Daniel, seeing fit that now he's doing a sports radio broadcast, he needs to watch all the sports. So there has been a TV installed in the bedroom last night, watching game two. And you had asked, here you both posed your cases, or, or made your cases, to the court of the listening audience. And the texts are coming in. Now, let me go through a couple of these Robin, Daniel is just doing his job. He <laughs> he is staying current. But I always go where I have the possibility of making love. And if that's the bedroom, then I will do what I need to do. Trust me, ESPN's more likely. Hello. Daniel, my wife, made the no TV in the bedroom rule 24 years ago. Best decision ever. We spend too much time in bed if I want to watch something. I go downstairs. They have 16 I kids. I love what this do they know? show. Welcome to the Robin Baldwin know? News Show. <laughs> the Robin Baldwin Show. I like it. Daniel, if the wife is asleep, we go in the other room. Arguments can be made for when she is awake, quote, depending on the circumstances. But in the end, happy wife, happy life. Dun, 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 it would dun. seem as though the listening audience has spoken. Has spoken. Yes. Now, spoken. do I think the TV's coming out of the bedroom? Obviously not. I think no. that it's already in there. You're not going to take it off. You know what? If we're watching something, first of all, remember something, too. I am a movie actor by trade. Oh, now, ask still Robin. trying to make his now, case. Now, ask No, no, no. But ask, 
I'm not trying to make you one. You you win, Robbie. You're right. Love you. What? Love you. What? Love he's you. Having right. a, <laughs> he's having his. <laughs> you win, Robbie. You win. You're right. I, he's you having his press conference now. Where he, I am. Now yes. doing that. Now oh, I'm doing after the idea. game. You know what I'm going to do because Tell I love me. you so what much. I'm going to get you headsets. You put that little, oh! that little red outfit on. I'm going to get you. I'll do that too. But I'll be able to get you a headset. Anything for you. Honey. Whenever I get the I red really number, you. you guys see the red number. I'll show you pictures later, boys. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, Syracuse. Hello, Syracuse. Yes, welcome to now our welcome bedroom to the talk. Robin Robin show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get right. you wireless headsets right, we're moving so you on. can watch. We're moving on. Robin wins. The decision has been made. The Robin has made it. She's going to get you headsets, and we go from there. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Back to your show, boys. Thank you. Nothing like a headset in the bedroom, I always say. That's right. Hello, Hersey. Let me see Larry. <laughs> Thank Larry. you, my attorney. Let me see Larry. Thank Larry, you, Larry Dickman, attorney at law. Larry Dickman. Uh, yes, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Dickman. All right, finally, uh, Astros Dodgers last night. What's Game going? two it was a doozy. Game two was a doozy, but we're looking at, uh, you gotta like a guy named you, Davish, against Lance McCullers. Junior in game three. Mm-hmm. You Davish. I like that. It sounds like a compliment. You, da- you it sounds Davish. like an appetizer. Oh, yeah. You Davish. Can I get a you Davish for the table, please? Yeah. Could I get a tangled up in you? <laughs> a you Davish. Uh, you know, I think that I have the, the great one has the feeling that uh, the Astros may lose one in Houston. They're going to lose one in Houston, I think. They play tomorrow night, 8 does it, go, does it go two, three? It goes two, three, two? Uh, it goes two. We got two more. Then we go, we got, yeah, two, three, two. Two, three, two. We got three in Houston coming up. Yeah, I don't think Houston can win. win uh, well, they only have to win two, don't they? They only have to win yeah. two, and then that's it. Okay, so you know what? Houston ends it. It doesn't even go seven. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think they take it in six. Houston wins it. In Houston? I think Houston wins it in Houston Game Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I think that's. that's what, I think that's. That's promising. what the great one calls. The great I think one has, we, the great great one one has a prediction for you later. I know. I look forward to that. The great one has a prediction for you later. I look forward so to that. So let's 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 move on to Joe Girardi making a, just a, a stunning announcement. We spent quite a bit of time on this last week, didn't we? And what did we keep saying? Joe Girardi's not going anywhere. I don't think Joe Girardi's going anywhere. And then well, look what no, I think Josh, I have to give you credit, and I have to take a little credit too. Uh, I followed your lead. The only way Joe Girardi was going anywhere if Joe Girardi decided he did not want to manage the New York Yankees any longer. Now that's the way they're saying it. They're saying the way I'm hearing it is that he just didn't want to. He, he's stepping down. I've seen both printed. I've seen Joe Girardi say the team didn't want him anymore. Really? So it's been reported both ways until we find out why they officially parted ways. Now, this is nine minutes ago that I've uh, had this come out of, I think it was, I don't have the publication here, but this is what it's saying. New York Yankees announced they parted ways with Joe Girardi. Different reports have said Joe Girardi didn't want to do with the team uh, deal with the team anymore. They spent 10 years in. He wants out. Other reports have said it came down to money. Hal didn't want to write the check. And, and, and let me tell you. I hear even different than that. Really? So as what we're talking about, about being reported in sports from the Girardi camp and from the front office of the New York Yankees, but my inside, and I mean deep inside the Yankee organization sources, which which means in the dugout. Wow. In the dugout, was there for game seven, this person that I personally talked to okay. says, you know what? We are not that happy with Joe Girardi. 
so we had speculated, you and I, mm-hmm. that, well, the players love him and he's a player's player and mm-hmm. he actually has been there and done it. The fact of the matter is there was some quiet dissension about his riding people. It's a younger team now. And that his technique uh, and his his way of doing things was a little abrasive, uh, that the front office was getting tired of Joe and certainly the younger players who he has to manage now for the next, this as they're poised for this run that we're talking about, they were not happy, and they made their their unhappiness known to Steinbrenner and to other people through their agents and everything. Look, let them go. And so the word I'm getting is it indeed was not Joe Girardi. You may not be alone in that because people have been reporting, especially uh, on Twitter today, things like you just said. Since spring training, there has been tension between Girardi and the front office. It appears to be more a Yankees decision than Girardi's decision. And That's the John Heyman that, on Twitter. And the fact that I did not realize until I heard from this particular player that, uh, you know what, he's not as popular in the dugout as people thought he was, uh, and that this might have been um, more than just the front office, the actual players themselves. They It was time for a fresh change. And there's been, you know, uh, some talk from us uh, although I have not heard Donnie. Find us on the web at ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Gets me every single time. Daniel Blaldon Show, ESPN Radio Syracuse, 2880644. Texts are still rolling in as we look forward to figure out a Joe Girardi replacement. Is Joe Girardi officially out? Here is the uh, quote from Joe Girardi himself. Quote, with a heavy heart, I come to you because the Yankees have decided not to bring me back. So he is making the case that they decided not to bring him back. It was not him walking away. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I said in earlier shows when we talked about this subject that it was his to walk away from. I, I actually have to say, I mean, I really wish I could leak this source so I could tell you how mm-hmm. high up it is. Uh, but I don't want to judge anyone about it. Yeah, so. I believe you. I believe you that there was tension we didn't know about. You missed it. Ah, I got it. You don't want to... Judge anybody, anybody about it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you, uh, you, were, you're probably right. You're probably right with, with your inside Larry, source. Larry gave you the thumbs Larry up. Yeah, throws his yeah. Thumbs. On a radio show, he's giving, he's giving you hand signal. <laughs> he gives me the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving you a hand signal right now. Oh, he's giving me another hand signal. Thank you. Oh. So, looking forward, as we try to find the next Yankees manager, where does that person come from? Does it come outside from outside the club, or is it someone that Brian Cashman is familiar with, someone he's worked with? Well, I mean, go through the list. You know, go through the guys that have managed since we were, you know, I mean, Casey Stengel all the way up to, you know, in our, in our time, Billy Martin, Chet Lemon, Joe. These are all Yankees. These are all guys who played on the New York Yankees. They are known for wanting to keep their managers Guys who were former Yankee players. Uh, so, you know, when you start telling me about this list, and I see, go ahead, read off some of the names that you're talking about. Uh, Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph would be a great, great fit. A legendary Yankee second baseman. Um, uh, he has a very cool, but he also, now the reason why in some ways attitude-wise, 
he may be even better than Don Mattingly. It's just I think you can fire Willie up a little bit when you need to. Tory was, you know, like like you know, watching a, a deep pond. It barely rippled. It barely did anything. You know, he was very calm all the time. Uh, I, th- I think Girardi added a little more fire to that. Although I don't think he was, you know, a Billy Martin by any by any means. Uh, but but Randolph would be somewhere in between there. I think he can get hot about stuff, get people fired up. I think he's still young enough uh, to take on the responsibility. I just I, I have this strange feeling that it's going to be Mattingly. I think they're going to get Don Mattingly to be the manager of the New York Yankees. Another name that is uh, in contention in discussion: Tony Pena. But you know, do, do, can you hire Pena? You know, he really wasn't a Yankee. He has served under both both. Girardi and Torrey since 2006, various roles, current first base coach for the Bombers. And I heard a, a friend of mine talking saying sometimes the players aren't the best coaches. Maybe you don't want a former player. No, no. So, uh, well, no, I, I think you're right. You know, look at uh, Bill Belichick. I don't remember seeing him get under center and, and take any snaps in his career. So, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, the Yankees have a pretty rich tradition of doing that. Mm-hmm. And they definitely have a very rich tradition of hiring people within their organization. So if they're going to count Pena because of the fact that he is currently a coach and has served as a coach, I'm trying to remember in my lifetime if there was ever a manager of the New York Yankees who did not actually physically play baseball for the Yankees. And I think the answer to that question is no, I don't believe in my 57-year lifetime that has ever occurred. so People inside the organization saying that, uh, like I said before, Brian Cashman likes familiarity on the bench. So they're discussing long-serving hitting coach Kevin Long. Well, you know, again, there's a guy that that fits the the MO of what we're talking about. Uh, But he wasn't wasn't a, a very successful Yankee player. They're certainly amongst... Um, senior Yankee uh, uh, fans, a certain je ne sais quoi that comes with saying that you have Don Mattingly. He was Donnie Baseball, the captain of the New York Yankees, one of the more prolific for average hitters and power hitters of the late 70s and 80s for the New York Yankees. So, you know, how do you turn that away? You know, I mean, in the MO of the Yankees. So are they capable of going to get, you know, Frank Long, Long Frank, or whoever the hell else they want to. Yeah, they can. It hasn't been what they usually do. You know, George liked having that relationship. I think his son now has carried on that torch in some ways. And the reason why you like the familiarity of that is because it's not necessarily for the press value of it. It's because you've negotiated with this guy all the way back to when he was a player you have, you know, you've had your lunches, you've had your dinners, you know his family, you know his tendencies and what he likes, and he knows how to deal with you. If he's been with the organization this long, he obviously knows how to get along with the Steinbrenner family and how to play the Yankee game. And it's a different game than most other places because you're playing it in the Big Apple, and that's 14 million people on a three-and-a-half-mile-wide by 13-mile-long island. That's a lot of people. So, you know, you need to know how to do it in New York, and that's different than when you're out, you know, smoking weed in San Francisco. <laughs> you know, it's a different it's a different game. Daniel Baldwin Show talking Girardi replacements. Let me throw you one more, because this one, while it may be an absolute long shot, has been on three different articles I've read as a possible, nom- a possible option. And I always believe where there's smoke, there's fire. Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod. You know, I, I like that name. I like that name to walk into Yankee Stadium 
with the pinstripes, all the pageantry of that, I think it's too soon. Mm. I think it's too soon. I think he'd be too young to command from veteran players. I mean, there might be some veteran players that within three years his age. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but certainly, that's the type of Yankee hire that um, is more traditional. Let's get a legendary player. That's why I think because of the years between Mattingly and Rodriguez and their attitudes, uh, you know, he's got a big ego. Don does not have a big ego. Um, you know, I, I don't see it this early. Do I think that that's something to revisit in 10, 15 years? Absolutely. When he's 55, you know, yes, I could see that. I don't see it as young. He, I mean, what is he, like 40? He's, he's not that young. I mean, he's not that old, sorry, rather. Um, well, let me ask you this then quickly before we hit spots. Do you think that that's a job that somebody could have for 20 years? Or is it a 10-year kind of an average? 10 years is a long run. Is it the kind of a job somebody's going to come it, in? It, it has nothing, I, I don't believe it has anything to do with whether or not you um, you can have the job. The answer is no. No, you can't have that job. You can't have that job in, in New York City. And the reason for that is there is no more Eli Mannings. You're, you're seeing the very end of, of these types of athletes, and it's not in baseball. The, listen, if I tell you that Boston, your arch rival, is going to pay you an extra $3 million a year at your position for your last three years of your career, that's $9 million more million to your family and you. When you know, you know, not everybody gets in the booth and not everybody, look how many players retire at the end of each year, 50 of them or 30 of them or something like that. So those 30 guys, seven of them get in the booth. Now, some of them do the local thing, but they don't do the national Monday night baseball stuff. So, you know, seven of them get in the booth and then maybe another 20% of them go into coaching. The rest of them don't have a job. Mm -hmm. So unless you were a really successful player and somebody who was able to bank and put away money and, 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 and create a portfolio and everything... You're not going to end your career in the same place. So for free agency has destroyed the ability to build a dynasty team anymore. So if the Yankees, who are poised now, as we're all talking about, they went further than they should have gone on paper or anyone had predicted they would go this season. So let's play that tape now. And let's say we're right. In the next seven years, provided they could keep the nucleus of this team, the younger guys together, Will they be in three series? I would bet you anything you want if they keep these guys that they have together for six more years. They're going to win the the American League pennant at least three of those times and go to the World Series. Three times in the next six years. That's a run. That's a nice run. So beyond that, when you say 10 years, by, after these four- and five-year contracts come up, half of them are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. So the reason why they say that they're able to is because they're examining – the nucleus of the guys that they're counting on and their contracts. So a couple of them are going to come up and they'll resign and they'll trade for a couple of pitchers and they'll keep playing the window dressing game. But the nucleus, six of those guys are going to stay with the New York Yankees for the next six years. And they know that they've got them locked up contractually right now. That's why they know they have a chance to make a run. So with that said, what happens after that six? If they've made a run, their contract value is $150 million. They're not going to sign every one of them. They're not going to, and that's why the coach doesn't last for 10 years. Then you do the, it comes in ebbs and flows. You know, you go up on this run they're about to go on, then it's probably pretty logical to think that the Red Sox or somebody else are going to make their little run, and then the Yankees will build up and they'll come back. That's the way sports go, and free agency is guaranteed that you're not going to have. You know, that's, that's why the New England Patriots are such an oddity. They're such an oddity that year in and year out, they're a playoff threat 
for over a decade. You know, I mean, that, that's that's very rare in sports to see that anymore, unfortunately, because of the loyalty factor in free agency. Well, I think that it's it's, it's something to say, too, going forward, uh, that the next guy's hopefully going to be there for a good chunk of time. you got Joe Torre that did 11. You've got uh, Joe Girardi that did uh, 10. Before that, Show Walter had four, uh, one year, one year, one. I mean, these are guys that came in year after year, different guys. So now you're going to look for a guy who can be there for a little bit. Well, that's that's interesting, though. Something that you that you just said that now, when, the more I'm thinking about it, so Don Mattingly and Joe Girardi played around the same time. I think they played together. No, I don't know. I think at the end of Mattingly's career. Uh, he played with Girardi, I'm pretty sure. So when you compare their age, uh, uh, you got to figure that maybe they would look at a guy like Rodriguez for that factor. Maybe they would look at a guy who, on average, with a younger Yankee team right now, is only 10 years older than the average Yankee because they're poised for a run. Maybe they're looking for a guy that will stay for 10 years. Got to put the chunk in. Yeah, well, now Mattingly, you know, I'm wondering about, about how old Mattingly is. So he's... I'm looking it up right now. Anyone got numbers for me? Well, let me hit a break. Come back. You can, you can look that up. We'll get ready to close things out. Do a little out. homework, ladies and gentlemen. Do a little homework. Come back. I know we have a Nostra Daniel prediction before we wrap. And it's golf today? It's a golf Nostra Daniel? No, it's not. Golf. Oh, all right. <laughs> I thought you had a golf Nostra Daniel. <laughs> no, that was a bedroom joke. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you, Larry. We'll come back. Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio, Syracuse. This is a special presentation the Daniel Baldwin Show. Uh, Daniel Baldwin saying I big-timed him for he my did. morning show. You big-timed him on the morning I, I, show. Listen, listen, we just got this little ESPN show going here, mm. trying to build our audience. Mm. So, you know, you got to lean on an established, known guy, the most famous guy in Syracuse radio. Thank you. He, he drives it. You drive in the car. You know him. You love him. It's Larry Josh Dickman. and Josh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, 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 exactly. And so let's, let's, talk, let's talk about tonight a little yeah, bit. Go. we got the Dolphins against the Ravens in a battle of the most terrible offenses in the game right now. Uh, so I got to tell you that um, um, Nostra Daniel in the last 30 seconds when Larry Dickman tells me so yeah. does have something to say about this game. Okay, But I was looking at the Syracuse-Florida State game. Now, I know we have a bye this week, but Florida State, when's the last time you heard this? Florida State is two wins, four losses, two and three in the ACC. And they were a preseason number three in the nation until Alabama came in and rolled over him like, uh, you know, alfalfa does buckwheat. No. Oh. It was bad. <laughs> do the visual. Do the you visual, know. Larry. You know it, Larry. Do the visual. Larry loves it. Some toasted oats going on right there. Oh. oh. Not approved. I don't like it. How much time we have left? We got a minute. We got a minute left, yep. so I think I need I need to hear it. Do you believe? My soul is prepared. How is yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. And the great one is here, poised to speak with you via Quatrain. In the land of Poe, with a leader named Joe, a mammal, not a fish, gets served on a dish. The great one. The great one has spoken. I think you just said the Dolphins lose tonight. I think they did. Yes. However I mean, the, you take when that. I, yeah. when, I, when I slip into 
the deep Nostradamus character. I can't. I you can, can't. I, I, I know. I, I, I know. Can, I can't even think except for as the quatrain comes to me, I recite it. But, we can uh, only translate. But, but, to, but to repeat what I believe, I said in my alter ego, in the land of Poe, which Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. was from, Baltimore, uh, uh, with a leader named Joe, which would be Joe Flack. Sure. A a, uh, a mammal, not a fish, which would be the Miami Dolphins, gets served on a dish. If you missed any part of today's show. You can get it on demand right now. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever you get these things, uh, Larry Dickman puts up afterwards. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin on Twitter. K-Rock Josh on Twitter. Daniel Baldwin's show is back at tomorrow, right? We're doing it all over tomorrow again? Tomorrow we do it every day now. We do it every day, baby. All right, Brent Axe is up next, ESPN Radio Series. The Axe, man.